Welcome to Football is Family, a podcast dedicated to the fan and fan experience. My name is Jeremy McFarland, and I want to look at the positive behind what makes football so enjoyable to watch and follow. I want to know why you are a fan of your team, of a player, or an era of football. Whether the pros, college, or high school, I want to hear and share your stories and your love for the game. If you want to be part of this podcast, please message me on Twitter at Jeremy underscore McFarland or on Facebook at the Footballist Family Facebook page. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. I'd like to welcome you back to the Footballist Family podcast. And, and uh, if many of you probably know by now, if you listen to Arnie and uh, my discussion a couple of weeks ago or, or Listen to the uh, Hello All Sports that came out, I believe, yesterday, which is this would be June the twenty uh, the twentieth. Uh, my family and I have uh, had a death in family. My son uh, died on May twenty fifth, and uh, that's where I've been for the past month. So uh, I want to thank everybody for your thoughts, for your prayers, for your messages. It's been a hard time, but I'm but I uh, we're going to get through it. And I know we're going to get through it because we got people here that's going to help us out. So let me give you a couple of words of advice. Number one, if you are suffering from mental illness, uh, and again, uh, people sometimes downgrade mental illness because they can't see it, they can't touch it, they can't feel it, they can't diagnose it with a, a microscope. It's still an illness that can be treated. Please go get treated. Please go get looked at. Talk to a doctor talk to a psychologist or psychiatrist uh don't feel like you're less of a person because you have mental illness you are human i tell people the church i work at that as long as you got a pulse there's going to be problems in your life there's going to be things you got to work on so um make sure that you get looked at don't you can't ignore it it will not go away but number two uh people often said what do i what do i talk to how do i talk to people who are going through mental illness. I don't know what that's like. Or how do I talk to people who loved ones have committed suicide? Well, here's, let me give you a word of advice that there were lots of people who came and went to visitation to the funeral of my son uh, on, on May 28, 29th, that, that time frame. I don't remember half of what they said, but I do remember them being there. You do not have to say anything. The presence that you have and you are giving is, is all that really matters. You don't have to say anything, but they want to know that you showed, showed up, that you are there, that you love them, that you support them. You don't have to be there for long, but just be there for them and help them know that they are not by themselves. That's what we need right now. And I want to thank everybody for all the messages that you sent me. And again, for all your prayers and your thoughts. Now. I'm going to get into the topic today. Now, here's the thing. Growing up, when people were saying that 25th reunion, 50th reunion, 30th reunion uh, for your class, it's like, man, that's for old people. Well, guess what? A couple of days ago, I got a message saying, hey, we're going to have our 25th high school reunion in October at the homecoming game in Centerville. 
uh, yeah, I graduated in 1997 at Hickman County High School. My 25th anniversary a reunion is coming up this year. I'm one of those old people now. And I started thinking, good gracious. Um, so I'm going to have to be a little bit more, uh, a little bit easier on how I view people with their 25th or 30th or 50th anniversary reunions. You know, it's not just for old people, it's for every one of us. So I started thinking in 1997, what happened in the NFL? What happened in the NFL? Actually, you know, with the with the seasons, the 1997 season actually runs over into 1998. It's considered one and the same. The regular season happened in 97 and 98 was the playoffs and the Super Bowl. Uh, the season actually began in August 31st, 1997, and ran to December 22nd, 1997. The playoffs began on the 27th of December and the Super Bowl was in the 25th of January, 1998. There's some things that happened during this time that uh, I think each one of us can look at and say, this is some instrumental and some important parts of the NFL. In fact, in 1998, uh, for the Super Bowl, the Denver Broncos won that year. They beat the highly favored Green Bay Packers that year. And I remember watching that game. Uh, and I've, I've said this on this podcast before. I was at third floor Benson watching the game and watching John Elway do the helicopter basically lunging forward and get hit and got spun around to get a first down. He wanted to win the game because he had lost three Super Bowls up until that point. I watched every one of those Super Bowls. And I remember vaguely the time he played against the Giants, but I remember the 49ers and the Redskins blowout. He wanted to win that Super Bowl. They beat the highly favored and probably the team that should have won that year, the Green Bay Packers. And I remember walking outside my dorm room and yelling out finally and seeing people stare out the doors of their rooms thinking, what is he doing? Now keep in mind, Freed Harbor is a very calm campus. So when somebody yells out the window or the door, everybody wants to see what's going on because they probably thought they're having a little bit of fun. We weren't playing GoldenEye at that time. So that was probably what everybody else was doing, playing GoldenEye. But anyway, in that year, in that year, another thing that happened that I that I really didn't even think about and, until I started kind of doing a little bit of research, the Broncos beat the Jacksonville Jaguars in the playoffs. Why is that important? They not only beat them, they destroyed them 42-17. The year before that, the Broncos were highly favored to make it to the Super Bowl. And I remember where I was at this point. I wanted to watch it, but I was at Long John Silver's working. Many of you don't know who, what Long John Silver's is. You're missing out on a lot of good grease. And I was waiting to hear that we didn't have the internet, so I had to call my parents to see if they could tell me the score. And they said, oh, Jacksonville won. Mm, Jacksonville won. Jacksonville beat the highly favored Broncos that year. And it could have made it to the Super Bowl, probably should have made it to the Super Bowl. It was the Patriots, uh, Green Bay Packers that year. But the Broncos turned it around. And not only did the Broncos turn it around, but the Broncos had the cool new uniforms on. I like the old ones, but the new ones look pretty cool, too, with the Cyber Horse. They would go on to win the Super Bowl that year in 98. And in 99, they would beat the Falcons. And that year, John Elway would retire. 
the Broncos would go on and defeat the Kansas City Chiefs, which was ranked first in the AFC at that time, and then beat the number two ranked or number two seed Pittsburgh Steelers in the AFC championship game. They would go on to again defeat the Green Bay Packers 31 to 24 that year. What was neat about this year as well is that the Houston Oilers relocated from Houston to Memphis. Now, I find this very awesome too, because obviously you know where my allegiance lie. I never had the chance to go to Memphis, but I was told that if I wanted to, I can get a seat anywhere, anywhere I wanted, that, that people didn't come to Memphis. And you think, well, you got an NFL team for at least a year. Well, here's the thing. Memphis deserves and still deserves an NFL team. I don't think they're going to get one, um, but they deserve representation in the NFL. They had tried for years to get one. They had tried in 96 to get one. And they and basically what Bud Adams wanted was a stadium big enough to house the NFL to have some sort of luxury boxes to get that to get that capital and allow them to sell alcohol. Here's the thing. Tennessee, if you don't know about the state of Tennessee, it is not very uh, long, top to bottom, north to south. But east to west, it's a six or seven hour drive, depending on how fast you drive. That's a long drive. So Memphis to Nashville is about three or four hours. From Nashville to Knoxville is another three or four or five hours. It just depends on how fast you drive, really, and how bad the traffic is on I-40. So Bud Adams was looking, well, we can go to Nashville, but the only stadium that they had at the time was Vanderbilt Stadium, which I've been there several times. That is not a big league stadium. It's it's not good. It doesn't have seat. It has bleachers. It's not good. And they don't allow alcohol sales. So there, you can't sell $8 beers there. Uh, so they couldn't do that. And they said, well, why don't we go to Knoxville and just go to uh, UT Stadium, the UT Vol Stadium which is a humongous stadium, which would fit a lot of people. But like I said, to travel from Nashville to Knoxville is insanely long. And really, if you go into Knoxville to play football, you're not going to get very far with, with the pros. And even now, after that, the Tennessee Titans have been in the state for 20-some-odd years, 25, 26 years, Knoxville hasn't really accepted the Titans. It's a UT area. So he thought, well, what do I do? Well, I'm just going to go to Memphis. They were there for a year and realized, hmm, we need to get out of there. <laughs> we need to get out of there. So they ended up going to Nashville and playing at Vanderbilt Stadium until uh, what is now known as Nissan Stadium is now known as Nissan Stadium is built. That year in 1997, and this wasn't a big, big deal uh, as it is now. And I remember this. The draft was held in New York City at Madison Square Garden. Orlando Pace was picked by the St. Louis Rams. Now, Orlando Pace, an underrated player. But I don't think you would have the greatest show on turf without Kurt Warner, Tory Holtz, Marshall Falk, and Orlando Pace. Now, what do you think about that? If you had... Three out of four, would you have the greatest show on turf? Probably not. 
But with Orlando Pace coming out of Ohio State University, it was a perfect fit for a, for a guy his size. He's an awesome, awesome player. And a guy, again, that is often um, that is often overlooked being being one of the best players in NFL history. And I want you to look at this. He is, during his 12th, I'm going, to, I'm going to read this to you. Pace was recognized. This is from Wikipedia. Pace is recognized as a cornerstone of the Rams' offensive line and blocked for an offense with the most gross yardage, second highest completed completion percentage, and the fifth most touchdown passes during his 12 years with the team. Under Pace's protection, the Rams' passing offense compiled more than 3,000 yards in all of his seasons, seven, seven different Quarterbacks eclipsed for 3,000 yards in the season, in, in all of his seasons. Seven different quarterbacks eclipsed 3,000 yards in the season. Seven players rushed for 8,000 yards. Pace also protected the most valuable player recipient for three consecutive seasons, blocking for Kurt Warner in 99 in 2001 and Marshall Falk in 2000. He is a seven-time pro bowler and three-time first-team all-pro. Pace was a core contributor to the Rams' greatest show on turf. He was inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame in 2013 and the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2016. Now, how amazing is that? This was the first guy picked. And you don't really hear a lot about people who, who draft offensive tackles in the first round. But I think that the St. Louis Rams at the time picked a great player for this. What's neat about the 1997 season was that there were three different games played in foreign countries. Dublin, Mexico City, and Toronto. I would love to have seen the Dublin game. I've been to Dublin before, and the only thing I can really say about that, because I basically rode through it to get to the airport, was they had a two-story McDonald's there that I thought would have been awesome to go to. Um, the Steelers played the Bears at that time. The in Mexico City, uh, Mexico City has a huge NFL following. It's one of those cities that when you think about having an NFL team outside the uh, continental United States, uh, Mexico City would be one of those. Toronto could be one of them as well. Uh, Buffalo Bills were rumored to go up there. And they actually played that game in 1997 on August 16th. Uh, the Buffalo Bills were rumored to be up there, but that's not, that's probably not going to happen now that they look like they're getting a, a great stadium. And by the way, let's get a new stadium here in Nashville. Let's do that. <laughs> let's do that. Yeah, let's get it paid for. That year as well, um, the Hall of Fame class included Mike Haynes, a great defensive back, Wellington Mariff, uh owner of the uh, – the New York Giants, Don Shula, one of the greatest coaches of all time, and Mike Webster, uh, one of the, the stalwarts for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, I want to uh, kind of take just a second and introduce a new sponsor to the Football's Family podcast and to the Sports History Network. Support for the Football is Family podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 
20% off and free worldwide shipping with code FAMILY. That's football's family, but family at manscaped.com. The performance package 4.0 by Manscaped has arrived, and oh man, is it a game changer. Inside this package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose and Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your goodies. First off, the Lawnmower 4.0, the trimmer is for the future of grooming and dare I say the greatest ball trimmer ever. I'm blown away by the performance and the craftsmanship of this trimmer. You use it on your beard, you can use it on your back, your neck, you can use it on any of those things. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skincare technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and it also has a 400K LED spotlight when you need more precise shave. Because this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor. You thought that was good, but the grooming need, grooming game is even further up to the next level. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker nose and hair trimmer. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and provides skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and cuts in those delicate nose holes. The crop preserver below the waist deodorant and the crop reviver below the waist toner will change the way you approach your daily hygiene routine. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts for the performance package 4.0, the Manscaped boxers and the shed travel bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to the next level. It's time to take care of yourself to go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with code FAMILY. Get 20% off and free shipping with code FAMILY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code FAMILY. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools and the right job with Manscaped. Now, I do want to kind of sum this up with the 25th reunion in mind. I don't want to point out how funny this year was, 1997. The Jacksonville Jaguars were in the AFC Central. They made it to the playoffs. The NFC Central had the Detroit Lions and the Minnesota Vikings making it to the playoffs. You don't hear that very much, do you? (laughs) You don't. The San Francisco 49ers, juggernaut at this time, probably should have beat the Packers that year. They made it to the playoffs with a 13-3 record. So did the Kansas City Chiefs with a 13-3 record. The Denver Broncos. Had a 12 and 4 record, yet they were four seed. And I'll tell you what, that's one of those things that you look back and think, I think we got the playoffs situation right. So let me ask you a question right now. Just and we're going to close with this. How many of you are, have had or will have your 25th reunion uh, for high school to college coming up? What was it like 25 years for, ago for you for the NFL? Were you watching it? Was it that important to you or was it something that you just picked up recently? What do you think about how much the NFL has changed? The NFL at this time was really was kind of moving out of the running as the emphasis and moving into the passing department. It was a defense was important, but boy, the offense uh, really ruled 
I kind of changed the defense being more important in 2000 with the with the Ravens, and then you kind of keep going on and see how defense went won a couple of Super Bowls coming up. But the offense has really been the focal points in the 90s and the 2000s, even till to today. So what do you think? What do you think? What is your greatest memory of the 1997 season? Send me a link or send me a send your send me your memory at Jeremy underscore McFarland. And while you're at it, uh, like and subscribe to this uh, podcast and all our other great podcasts on Sports History Network. If this is something that you're interested in coming on and talking about your memories, uh, please let me know and I'll get you on as soon as I possibly can. Again, thank you for listening to the Footballers Family Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Play Classic Sports Simulation Board Games, spelled with two A's, P-L-A-A-Y. Realistic board game recreations of professional football, hockey, baseball, NASCAR, golf, and more. They cover nine sports in all, with a tenth, basketball, coming in 2022. You can relive great sessions of the past, create what-if matchups from different eras, and much more. It's fun. So if you're into sports history, you should check them out. That's play with two A's, P-L-A-A-Y, classic.com. And don't forget to use the code SHN at checkout and get 10% off your first order. Hey, are you ready for some football? Some fantasy football? How about some daily fantasy football? Silly questions, right? Of course you are. You're ready to talk some smack and win some cash every Sunday and Thursday and Monday and whenever there's football games. The Sports History Network invites you to play your daily fantasy football this season at thrivefantasy.com. Thrive Fantasy offers hundreds of thousands, millions in cash every day on NBA, MLB, PGA, golf, cricket, esports, and of course, NFL football. And just to get the 2021 NFL season started right, Thrive Fantasy is holding its $100,000 guaranteed contest with a $20,000 first prize. Sign up with Thrive Fantasy today to get a 100% match bonus on your first deposit for up to $100 in free daily fantasy football play. Visit sportshistorynetwork.com slash thrive. That's T-H-R-I-V-E. Or enter promo code SHN when depositing at the cashier. Join Thrive Fantasy today, earn cash prizes, and support great shows like this at the Sports History Network. Now that's a win-win-win situation for you to kick off your own NFL season. At the Sports History Network, we're all about sports yesteryear, and so we're so pleased to introduce you to Row One, an online memorabilia gallery and shop that brings your sports history to life anywhere. The Row One gallery includes over 5,200 gorgeously reproduced prints of team posters, game program covers, game tickets, advertisements, and more in baseball, pro and college football, pro and college basketball, and more. And any gallery item may be printed in a variety of sizes on wood, metal, canvas, acrylic, or poster paper. And in Row One Shop, check out the thousands more of you 
unique items with a retro and historical designs dating back to 1876, including t-shirts, long sleeve shirts, phone cases, mugs, blankets, pillows, towels, and even shower curtains. Go to sportshistorynetwork.com, R-O-W number one, for access to the full Row 1 catalog and for gallery prints and gift items, plus get a 15% discount off all prints on the Row 1 Pictorum Gallery with coupon code SHN15. Follow the link on the show notes.